Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We get to say hello to George Sedano, who's one of our absolute favorites here on 95.7 The Game. He was just in town. And, Georgie, I wish you would have let me know because I was there on Saturday night. I would love to come by and see you. I know you're doing the game for radio after the fact, but I didn't know it the night of. Um... It was, it was a weird night at Chase Center, man. It was really weird. I don't know how many games you've gotten in there, George, but it was it was just an odd night. You could tell that there was an unplugging of star power with no LeBron, no Curry. And then everyone who was excited to maybe welcome back Gary Payton II wasn't even able to do that because of one of the weirder trades at the deadline. And it's just an odd night at Chase Center. Yeah, it was an odd night. I don't think there's any doubt about it. And, you know, the game was certainly entertaining still. I don't think there was any question about that. But, yeah, it, it had a weird, eerie feel. Um, I wish you, I would have known you were there as well. I was there. I took my daughter, who, much to the chagrin of her mother, the Lakers fan, is a Warriors fan. So I took her with me on the, on the trip, a little daddy-daughter trip, because my brother-in-law lives in the Bay Area. So Raymond Ritter was kind enough to get us a pair of tickets so he could go with his niece, my daughter. And uh, we had a good time. Time, me and Kalena uh, calling the game. But, yeah, I just think with the Warriors, man, I, I, I don't, like, people just assumed, I guess, because they did okay and they treaded water without Steph the last go-around, that it would be similar. And I just don't know what to make of this team. I have very, I have a very poor read on what to make of this team other than it never seems to be consistent in anything really from rotations to who's available uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. and that's really nobody's fault other than just strange roster construction and just terrible timing on injuries what's the best casual theory that you've heard about them even if it doesn't particularly fit the way you're looking at them does anybody have a theory as to why they are such a persistent hot mess and still in the thick of the western conference race well, the theory I buy into is that basically Steve has had to coach two teams where you've got the three elder statesmen who are used to playing a very high-paced style of basketball that even historically has been turnover-prone while also coaching a squad of young guys that can't overcome said style of play. And they don't have the experience to do it. And they may not be capable from a talent perspective. They don't have those glue guys like an Otto Porter last year and even Nemanja Bielitsa. And the hope is that Gary Payton can be one of those type of guys. George Sedano with us here on Damon and Ratto. So obviously the Payton thing doesn't end the frustration this team felt over James Wiseman because it's just like we've transferred 
a, a level of frustration from over here to a new level of frustration to this player who's essentially a doctor's note waiting to play himself. What's amazing to me, George, and maybe you know a little bit more about the inner workings of NBA teams, is that one team's group of medical professionals can look at a player and say, you know, a little Toradol, and this guy can play tonight. While the other team's medicals basically say, here's a guy who needs to miss anywhere between, you know, six to eight weeks. Like, those are radically different diagnoses looking at the same patient. Um, it, it, it just feels like we got two different languages being spoken, and we should maybe start delivering power rankings to team doctors because they hold the fate of NBA games right in the palm of their hand as much as GMs and coaches if they can differ and have such radically different opinions on on who can and cannot play. Yeah, it's it's wild, right, that that happened. I believe that the remedy for this, or a potential remedy, would be the league has to have independent doctors that also play a part in this that aren't related to the two franchises and that way you can determine physicals that way too that there needs to be a third party involved and by the way it's not foreign because i can tell you that i covered a scenario with chris bosh when he was trying to get cleared with his blood clots and there was an independent doctor that eventually sided with the miami heat in that it wasn't worth chris bosh's life potentially to clear him to play basketball because he had found a doctor that was willing to clear him in that scenario. And, you know, after Cooler Heads prevailed, it took a while, but Chris eventually came to grips with that. And ultimately, him and the Miami Heat were, were fine after the fact, and they retired his jersey, et cetera, et cetera. But I do think that the league has some precedent in a scenario like that. I think that maybe that should just be the norm in regards to trades with injured players. Um, I don't want to get too far down this particular rabbit hole because then you're starting to get into privacy rights of players and does he have a, a say in who the independent physician would be. And But I do want to ask this. Is this more a matter of general managers disagreeing on how to use a player than it is what the medicals find? I mean, it's possible, Ray, but I would say that in the years I've covered the league, I just think that there are certain medical staffs that do things differently too. And maybe that is at the behest of a general manager or a front office. Um, I would like to think that's not the case, but perhaps you may be onto something. I, I don't know for sure. George, what did you think of the moves you know, around the West? I guess we'll start with the Clippers because that's who the Warriors have tonight. You know, they bring in Bones Highland, they bring back uh, Eric Gordon. Obviously, Kevin Durant is the bell of the free agent or a trading deadline ball once again, uh, going to the Phoenix Suns. Uh, quite a reshuffled, restacked Western Conference deck, don't you think? Yeah, I like what the Clippers did. I like Highland. Uh, he's a bit of an emotional player. He's not hitting his shots. That can affect his game in a big way. I like bringing back Eric Gordon, just a veteran presence. And they kind of need that on that team. I feel like that's what they're lacking. We were talking about glue guys with the Warriors. Uh, and Plumlee's a good player. He's been fantastic the, the second half of the season. I do think they need a traditional point guard. I thought that maybe Kyle Lowry could fulfill that with his relationship with Ky uh, Kawhi, pardon me. Uh, I think maybe that's something they kick on, kick the tires on, perhaps in the off season. Um, the rest of the conference, uh, 
I mean, I don't know how you feel about this, but it does seem to me that New Orleans without Zion Williamson is not a not a play-in team. But are you surprised that the rest of the conference has remained as weirdly tight as it is, where really the only teams that have pulled away in either direction are Denver, Memphis, San Antonio, and Houston? Uh, a, a bit, yes. Now, I, if I probably dove into it more, I'd probably figure that there's injury-related circumstances and things of that nature that have probably created um, a bigger gap in some of these cases. And I also the offseason, right? Like, a teams, they assume that they can uh, let a guy go or bring in a guy and that it would work better than the previous guy. So chemistry plays a role in that, too, I think. But I just think that... The West, if we're being honest, is weaker than it's been. Or at least to start the season, it certainly was weaker than it was prior to the deadline, uh, than it has been in many, many years. Prior to the deadline, I would say that the East was by far the better conference in regards to how many good teams there were. After the trade deadline, that's, you know, we'll have to wait and see. But I, I think that that's just it, just a lot of migration and eventually that the pendulum had to swing in the East's favor in that regard. Between, George, the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Warriors, who's your one man in? Who are your two men out? I mean, the Lakers are running out of time. And I'm I'm worried about Anthony Davis. Uh, he claims that the, he's over the... I just don't see a guy that has the same bounce he had prior to that injury. Now, maybe that's confirmation bias because it's what I'm looking for. Um, and then LeBron, this foot injury has been lingering for a while. In the games I've done, I've seen his the training staff working on that foot constantly. And I, I, I just think that had they made these moves at the beginning of the season, then I think that they'd be a playoff or a play-in team for sure. I just don't know if they've got enough time to catch up. If I had to guess the Warriors and Clippers are in, and I'd, I'd probably keep the Lakers out if, if you're making me pick one. Although I do think all three eventually do make in at least the plan. You're our Mr. All-LA Everything. Were you surprised at all to see the Sean McVays coming back for one more bite of the Rams apple at the very least? I was not. I know Sean a little bit, and I just know how competitive he is. But I do know, because I've had these conversations with him on the air and off the air, about quality time available. And I think that Sean sees how guys before him have burnt out, and maybe how he's burnt out. And he's talked about this openly with me. I know he's done it on a podcast with Jay Glazer, too. So I don't think he's going to do it forever. I think he's got a hell of a career as a broadcaster if he wants it. But he's an incredible coach, and I don't—I didn't think he'd go out this way. Uh, they missed 98 games due to injury to starters, 13 different offensive line combinations, both the most in the league. So if they can just get any semblance of health, and we both know, or we all know, it's a battle of attrition. I think that they'll be at least competitive next year, if not more so than that. Speaking of hell of a broadcaster. George Sedano, ladies and gentlemen, here on 95.7 The Game. Thanks a lot, pal. You got it, guys, anytime. Have a great show. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.